Welcome to The Girl Herd, where we talk Texas football. And a bunch of takes you've probably already heard. But, but not from us. <laughs> I'm Angie. Hi, I'm Michelle. Hi, I'm Devin. Before we get into today's episode, we just wanted to thank all of the fans. We've been receiving a lot of positive feedback, so keep it coming. So about that transfer portal, y'all. Have y'all paid attention? Recruiting is getting wild lately. I feel like I can't scroll fast enough to keep up with all the notifications that are coming out. And I feel like I told you guys this earlier this week. I turned on my notifications for the transfer portal Twitter. And I swear it is just ding, 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 all day long. It was honestly really smart of you to do that because all I do all day is scroll so that I can see everything. But I think it's funny how we can't keep up and we're simply the consumers and fans. I can't imagine having to like run the program and quickly get players from A to B when your season is over. And that's kind of been one of the big discussions regarding the portal and how, for example, Georgia not going in the playoff, they were mentioning it helped them because they were able to do visits really quickly with some of the best players that were available in the portal. So it's just chaotic. I can't even imagine being like the directors of recruiting right now. I feel like the transfer portal and recruiting right now is like the housing market was a few years ago when like, is it even still listed? <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh my goodness. Yes. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I was trying to pay attention to like where we rank in our recruiting and it just keeps changing. Like That's what I was saying every day. Like it's like previous rank was this. So now you're this because we just keep getting more and more and other people are moving around as well. So it's really interesting. I but mean, I do love it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Sark has been loving all of his tweeting and social media and saying he's on a heater. And the man is, he has crushed, he's crushed yes. it, both with our like high school signees and the portal, yes. this 2024 class. So I'm curious y'all's thoughts around kind of where it stands as of today. I think it's interesting to see. I was looking through some of our recruits and people that we've signed. And I feel like chunking it up to Sark, right? And all the staff's recruiting efforts that we're bringing in talent from more areas across the nation right now, which is really exciting. Not that we don't want our Texas people. There still are plenty of them, but also you see more of the Floridas and the Californias and we're bringing guys in from kind of all over the place, which is really exciting to me. I also think it's exciting with the Texas people that did go out of state and maybe transferring back and we're looking at them now and coming back to Texas. And I think that's exciting too, but agreed, like they're from, you know, you keep reading up like the recruit that we just got from Oregon state. I was like, when's the last time something like that has happened, you know? So yeah. Lots of fun additions from all over. It is. And I think it's interesting too, because they keep bringing in right with Saban retiring and the head coach from Washington coming down and saying, well, he doesn't know how to recruit the South. But at this point now with like transfer portal and all these shifts of like conferences and coaches moving and all these things, do you think that's still going to be a big play, right? Like he knows how to recruit certain parts of the nation, or is it going to be opened up for every university to be recruiting nationwide? 
What do you mean? Like the coach from Washington taking over the Bama job, not being able to recruit as well because he came from that region or not knowing the region as well? Right. Do you think that the impact on knowing a specific reason is a region is going to kind of dwindle out because we are now going across the nation to find recruits? I, I mean, as it specifically relates to um, Callan DeBoer from Washington, I mean, we're looking at a player who played at DeSoto High School, who was on their secondary, who <laughs> flamed us basically, you know? So hopefully, hopefully he comes on over because his cousin Malik Muhammad plays on the team and whatnot. But I would say as it relates to him specifically, he obviously knew what he was doing going right into Dallas, Texas and getting a player like that. I don't know. I think what I find interesting is like the mass exodus with Saban leaving, which makes sense because you play for your coach in a program. Like I think, I don't know what position player it was, but a player from Washington. Oh, it was a receiver. He went over to um, Bama today from Washington to follow the coach, which I think is super admirable. And it just sort of speaks to the relationship there. But I don't know regarding like the recruiting lines. I think you're probably right, Angie. I think it will just be a lot more open, especially with the portal more so than high school. And I think that's probably been seen over the last couple of years. I'm very excited to see what happens next year with our team, though, under Sark because of the culture, cultural foundation that he has in place. But now we are for the first time are seeing we've got depth, y'all. Like, what are we about to do with all this depth? That's what I want to know. I really, truly hope that this like offensive scheme that we're going to have with all of this depth and all of these weapons is really going to spread open the field and the offense and give Quinn literally so many options of things that we can do. Well, that's what I think is funny because you say that, but that's literally what we talked about on our last pod of like, we need Quinn to have all the options. We also talked about, you know, Jabbar and how he shut us out. So like potentially, you know, seeing him come, like all of these things are very exciting for us and like opening up options. Um, which like then spurs into the conversation of like, how do the current team members feel? And then going forward, um, you know, how are, how are all of these going to play in? So both the transfers, the signees um, and current members of our team. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that a little bit this week too, of like, how do you even be Sark and have those conversations with your younger players that are loyal to the program and are essentially waiting their turn, but then also want to balance out a young team with bringing in more seasoned vets that you get through the transfer portal. And what is that conversation like? Yeah. yeah, I think, I think there are so many things that we were discussing. One being there had to have been some sort of conversation between Sark and Quinn about this yeah. next year because he had the option. So in my head, I'm thinking that conversation is you are for sure QB one, like get out there, get competitive, but this is going to be our plan. And then our plan after next season, we'll talk about, um, I think that's how that went. The players to me, they seem generally stoked. Um, they are all about this recruiting trail. A lot of them are helping Sark out as well. But I will say I, I thought it was interesting, Jonte Cook specifically, as well as Gunnar Helm, their reactions on Twitter. It was kind of like you didn't really know, like I said, mostly super positive, but also like competition is good. You want to be part of a championship caliber team, like 
put in the work, put in the reps. And I was listening to um, Inside Texas earlier today, and Drew Kelson, who played at UT, he mentioned that. He, like, I didn't even know he played running back. He played defensive back. He played linebacker. And it was like, okay, I'm a... I want to compete. So put me in the game wherever we have availability. And you all know, because that was sort of during like the time that we were in school, we had so much depth. But the exciting thing about that is we're going to be able to really confuse defenses probably and put in a lot of different sets, a lot of different weapons, maybe run two tight ends at the same time, like different things that I think will be exciting for us to see next year. And well, that helps that, with like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go um, with, we've talked about this too, from back in our day and how many dogs that we had on our team. Right. And now with all of the depth coming in, they're going to have to compete and that's going to separate the dogs who want to compete on that field and do what they need to do, whether it is tra- changing positions or whatever it is, the best man is going to be on that field. And I think it opens up our play schemes, which makes me excited because you can, like you were saying, like put in two tight ends and change that up. And then it's, hey, who are they going to go to or who happens to be open? And you see more and more of that um, with different play calling as well. And like looking at NFL and like different schemes. And so that makes me excited going into the next year. They're not going to we're not going to always be going to the same person or running back wide receiver, tight end, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. So that widens that. Yeah. like. What Drew was mentioning, I thought was so cool because he was mentioning uh, Dwayne Aquina and obviously the fallout of everything related to that. However, he said that Dwayne Aquina was able to keep the spirit of competition alive within his position set. So you wanted to show up and earn that spot. And I think within the landscape of the transfer portal, that to me is a dying like feeling, a dying art, because some kids these days are going to say, well, shoot, I'm not I'm not with the ones. I'm going to go see what's up in the portal and get my playing time. But other people are like, no, I want to work hard. I want to train up. I want to earn my spot. And also I want to play for Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that standard of excellence too, that he would bring. And that's another thing with this transfer portal is you're going to have to stay elevated at this level. Right. And whether you think you can withstand it or not, like there is that option now to just leave and hopefully we can not weed out, but essentially the people that are like, okay, well, this is not cut out for me, then cool, because we want the people that are going to bleed for us on that field come time for a national championship. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, because it like the options are endless to like jump and like if this isn't working out or whatever, and it just kind of it it makes you question some of the loyalty. I know that's been a lot of the conversation um, and there's lots of like tweets and stuff out there about that. And it's you know, we do want the people that want to play at Texas and like being in Austin and what the culture has, you know, is today. And so fighting for that spot is kind of exciting for, for the fans, but that's what we like talk about a lot too. Um, with us is like, yeah, as we like the depth and we like, uh, the fight for it, but it's interesting, like what the players would say. And I think, you know, like even Arch, like people keep asking him and he's like, I want to be here. Like, I know that my time will come and I will work for it. And this is where I'm happy to be. And I like seeing that. And I think there definitely we will see the players that will be on that side of it. And then we'll see the players that will jump to, you know, transfer portal, decide they want to go to NFL draft, like whatever it may be. 
Yeah, it won't be for everyone. I just think these days, again, there are so few opportunities out there for a young person to say, I'm going to stay at this school and build for three years. I'm going to work on a project for more than a season. I want to, I want to make my goal, whatever that is. And what has me thinking about that is over the weekend, I went to um, my high school because my high school basketball coach, she retired and she has over 700 wins, like a legend in her own mind, all of these things. Her name is coach Ann Robique, but whether you were a starter or not, you wanted to be part of the chance to go to a state championship and contribute. And that's what our culture has turned into at Texas. It is a we mentality, not a me mentality. And I think that is something that we've not had at our school in a while within the program. A very Agreed. long time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like getting to the playoffs last year, like now we're getting that culture back. Like, okay, this is where we deserve to be. This is where we should be year on year. Yeah, I was looking it up. I mean, I don't even know if you all remember or realize this. I certainly didn't because at the time it was not really the most exciting time for our program. Y'all, our recruiting like ranking in 2015, 2021 was 15. Like Mm -hmm. we were ranked 15 and now we're like looking at top two, three, et cetera. So to change the culture that quickly. Wild. It's a drastic, drastic jump. Which, I mean, I love to see it. And I was reading, like, I mean, we started, like, there's so many key dates of, like, looking at when it started and when the transfer portal can start, when we can start looking at people, how the playoff plays into that. Then, of course, Saban's retirement plays into dates. Um, And it was very interesting that, like, I mean, we took time when it first started to really start looking in the portal and what holes that we thought we were going to have, whether that was for one reason or another. And it's, it's exciting that we're already looking towards the next year, even though we were definitely still playing and had, you know, games to go um, and who we were looking at and what holes we already knew we had. So it's exciting that we're going that route. And I think it's exciting too, with Saban retiring that Alabama A held so much weight because of him, right? And to now see that three people that played for Saban are entrusting Sark of like, okay, Texas is now about to carry that brand and we're about to come back around and be that elite of a program again and trusting him to like continue to develop them as players and want to compete on that field for him like speaks volumes to me. And I feel like, the Texas fans can also feel that energy. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I don't remember the last time that we were this excited. Like, I cannot wait for the spring game. I know, yeah. Right? And it's how many months away, right? Like, I don't remember the last time I had that feeling of like, oh, like a kid at Christmas. Yeah, like what's the date again? It's in April? Okay, let's walk off the weekend already. Well, we have, but everyone else should as well. (laughs) Everyone, book your, your hotels, your calendars. Come with a spring game. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch. I know we all like, I feel like in the past, like previous years, I've been, you know, you watch it and you're like, okay, is this, it's good or bad if the score is high? Like, where's our defense? If it's low, like, you know, you, you have all these kind of conversations. And so it'll be interesting this year where it all falls. And we have so many, you know, different depths and players, which makes it exciting for the spring game because they can play, you know, all different little groups together and how they all drive. 
Yeah, I think it'll definitely be really cool to see Arch be able to kind of throw to some of the new wide receivers that came in. That's going to be really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, so one of our recruits, of course, came from U of H. And so I was reading, like, I was like, okay, how did, when we played them this year, like, how did he, and he scored two touchdowns yes. on us <laughs> this year. Um, and he's also like a huge kickoff returner, which if we saw anything in our sugar bowl, um, we will enjoy having a new kickoff returner or options, I should say. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, I all of a sudden, because I saw the same thing you saw, Michelle, about yeah. um, the receiver from U of H coming over, which he cracks me up because he also, in the midst of all of the wide receiver weapons that we keep getting, he tweeted recently, don't forget, I'm still one of them ones. And everyone was like, yeah, like, we got you. Like, we know you're about to be out here. But I mean, y'all, was like, this was our games against these opponents, like, a University of Houston, Alabama, or Washington, were these players, like, treating it as a tryout of sorts? Maybe. A fair point. I mean, I think our players, right, in Bama, they're like, come play for Texas. (laughs) Oh, that was, like, one of my favorite tweets. Like, guess y'all heard me loud and clear. Yes. (laughs) So funny. He was like, like, y'all took it literally? Like, um, yes. And that has to feel so good for Sark, too, right? Like, his players being like, oh yeah, this is where you want to be. Yeah. Right. Come, come join the team. Which. It's exciting. So very exciting. Knowing all of these things at this point, we discussed it last episode too, just more around what games are we excited about, especially with our inaugural like SEC entry, those types of things. But now as we kind of shift the narrative to really looking at the roster, how are we feeling? We have the expanded playoffs first year. We have our first year in the SEC. There's a lot of things to really look forward to, but I'm curious, what are y'all thinking um, in terms of our ceiling as a team in 2024? Did we improve? And also, where do you want to land in the playoff? Because Obviously, if you get top four, you're sitting in a spot where you're playing fewer games. But one thing that I wanted to mention about the games and the season really going now a month longer through January 20th, I believe, is the date of that national championship game for 2025. Maybe the depth is good because of that. Because someone mentioned, hey, they're going to have more rest time. They're not going to have less injuries. And that's a good thing across the board. 100%. And it's a longer season, right? You now do it. Like if you are making it in the college football play, like you have more games that you're going to play. We need that. But I'm also curious to see, right? Because Texas and most teams, right? As a whole, who, when we haven't had as much depth, if one of our starters goes out, the next person, or maybe the person after that, that have come in have maybe had a little deer in the headlights moments, right? Because they haven't seen the field as much and they haven't got those reps in. So how do we balance that, right? Like how are we getting these guys enough practice and playtime and snaps to where when they are called, when their number is called, they're ready to go and shine just as bright as QB one wide receiver one, whoever it is that they're coming in for. Well, it was my same thoughts when I was talking about like play schemes, like utilizing the depth that we have and coming in and out. I had the same thoughts of like, that also means rest time and, Hopefully, hopefully it does mean less 
in injuries. I mean, that's what you want in the long run. Um, but you would like to hope that that also means that they get the play time and the rep time and it's, you know, dispersed. So, I mean, you want all of the above. Yeah. And yeah. I would like to hope that this gives us that. Devin, who was it that you shared us the tweet of what they thought our season predictions were going to be win losses? Oh, I think that was Kyle Umlang tweeting and he like put wins for everything, but a loss with Georgia. And I was like, but we not losing to Georgia at home. though." And I think a lot of people online were saying the same thing to him. I mean, truly though, I think I know where you're going with this, Angie, but like, cause I asked y'all afterwards, I'm like undefeated or like, do we want to just put up our best and then hit that playoff? It's going to change the landscape of the way coaches prepare. Like I said, maybe it's already in Sark's head and he is really stacking up because he's like, we have this longer season. We're going to need to make sure we're deep because injuries may happen, but I'm curious. Yeah. Like what, what your thoughts are Angie on, on the idea of like how the season will flow and what we'll do. Well, that's funny. Cause I was going to ask y'all a follow-up question. Of, oh, okay. <laughs> if we're not losing to Georgia at home, are we losing and who to like, who would you prefer? Okay. That's a good one though. That's a good one. Who would you rather lose to? Because this is why Kyle put that. He was like, do you want to lose to Georgia or Oklahoma? And he's like, I'm just never going to say that we're losing to Oklahoma because I'm just not going to, but let it not be so. I don't know if I agree. I think I want that Georgia win at home over the OU one. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah. I I mean, like I think about that, like, I I mean, I don't want to lose to them either. I don't want to lose to anybody. Uh, But if it is like we lost to them this year and no offense, but like kind of worked out for us. Yeah. But I also like have a small bone to with whoever set this schedule for us to have OU and Georgia back to back, like rude, rude, Yeah. because I I don't want to lose either. Like the monumental game that Red River is for both teams is so big. And after last year, like I want that win. So bad. we want to win. Yeah. And we're going to win in Austin. Like we're going to beat Georgia. It's going to be both. It's not, we're losing no games is what you're saying. (laughs) Michelle, (laughs) essentially. Michelle said we're going undefeated to the shit. She thinks we're going on that Bama run that they went on after they beat us in 2009. Like honestly, we might though. Yeah. I mean, we want it. Why not? Sprinkle the little fairy dust, Michelle. Undefeated season. Manifesting, y'all. We're going to win it all. So we're feeling really good about it. And what are we feeling about the playoff then? So someone today on Twitter was also saying, like, they're putting us at 70% chance to go into, remember now, this is the expanded playoff. So 12 teams, not the four. But they're saying we have 70% chance to make one of the 12 spots. And they're saying even if we go a 9-3 and on our season, we'll make it in. And that's why I'm saying... What are coaches going to change? Maybe not in this first year, but this will be the practice run to see the the schemes and and how people strategize around the expanded season. So like you're saying, maybe a loss or two isn't so bad because you're going to be in this 12 team. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do. I do think a loss at some point in the season should happen. Right? Who I want it <laughs> to be. Michelle is like, what are you saying right now? What you is know, wrong with y'all? Not that we can't. I mean, I would love an undefeated season. I truly would, but I would prefer a loss during regular season versus those first couple of playoff games. Well, yeah. 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 
facts. Obviously. I mean, I, I will always say it. And yes, sometimes I'm Uncle Rico, but my senior year of basketball, that's what we did. We had no losses in my regular season and the pressure starts to build. So you do want that little like failure a little bit and you build off of it too. So you're right, Angie. Yeah. Obviously, we never want Texas football to lose. But if yeah. you go to that playoff and you have that clean record, A, people are coming for you. And B, you haven't been through the trenches yet with having to deal with adversity and overcome it. So I hope that we go through the season well. I know that we will. Um, maybe they put those two games back to back because they needed to give us some sort of challenge because they're saying our SEC schedule is not the toughest for our first year. But I mean, that's their opinion, you know. The trenches are for sure. Like you brought up the trend. They need to go through it a little bit and get that taste right in their mouth. Like, okay, we felt what it was like to lose. I don't want to feel that way again. Let's step. What does Sark say? All gas, no breaks. Like, are we keeping with the saying unclear, but I think so. They're saying it still, which I love. Yeah. Y'all are like, they need to be humbled a little bit is what I feel like y'all <laughs> not are. Not even humbled. No, not humbled. Like, like Devin said, the pressure, right? And Oh, we are I agree with that. Like, I mean, there's so many times where you'll say like, I'd rather be an underdog than be like yeah. the highly rated because then it is the pressure. But I also feel like Texas always has that pressure, even when we've yeah. been terrible. They're like, yeah. is this the year where Texas is going to be back? So it's, we always have that, even though like we felt like we were not great for many, many years, but there is definitely eyes on us this year. I will say, I think that that's actually one of the more underrated good reasons for our switch of um, Big 12 to the SEC, Mm -hmm. because even though what you're saying is true, Michelle, they are not picking us over Georgia. Like the general standing is that we're going to lose that game. Georgia's going to win. And if you look at like the pre-rankings of teams in our conference, it is Georgia and then it's us. So knowing- No, it's a a fair point. Like SEC, we're not as- They're like, "Mm, come on. But again, like what does that do for the psyche of our program? Because we came into the school when the Natty had just happened in 05. And I just personally feel the culture was, uh, oh, we're like that. And over time, we kind of started to get punched in the mouth. And then we left college. And then it was like, Texas, y'all are not like who y'all thought y'all were. But now we have ascended and Sark built the new culture. And so we are staring at um, another opportunity to really be top five every year in football but it feels different. Like the attitude about it feels different. So I'm wondering, is that same for y'all or like, how does it feel? And I think the SEC um, helps us with that. I think it definitely feels different. But again, like Michelle said, we're Texas. Everybody's always coming for us. What starts here changes the world. And I feel like other people feel that. Right. And so now that our team is back and believing that and they're ready to grind and show people like, yeah, we're the reason that Texas is back up on that ascend, right? And is going to hopefully continue to be that way that we can kind of feel it from the players too, right? I think it is now too, you get to see more of the players and their personality and what they're doing in the behind the scenes now with the benefit of like social media and how much access we have to them, which also I feel like invigorates our fans because we talked about that too, even with the transfer stuff, coming up and all the tweets our fans are on it with the commentary like do not leave this person out include this person what are you thinking like 
they have so many opinions and are like glued in focused, which I feel like hasn't been that way in a minute either. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, Devin, like, I agree that like, okay, big 12, like now we're in the big dogs and like, we may be a little bit of an underdog, but I do also feel like SEC is just the same as big 12 or any other team. Like they want to see Texas fail. So they're like, yeah, come join us. You're not going to be that big here, whatever. And then like, obviously we want to be like, okay, let's prove you wrong. Like here we are, we're coming into the big leagues, if you will, SEC, and we are ready to play. So um, I don't know. I think it's it's all great. It's all new. It's all exciting. And I just, I mean, I want to win all the time. Yes. Yes. Michelle is like, what? (laughs) A lot. I also, regarding the SEC, I don't know about y'all, but I received text messages after the Rodney Terry incident regarding the horns down. So yes, people love to do the horns down. People will always love to hate Texas. And the big conversation around Rodney Terry telling UCF, like, be classy, don't do the horns down in our building. The SEC was like, are y'all even ready for what we're going to be doing with you to all of your fans? And I I mean, I think it's a little bit funny. I think the biggest thing is I'm not worried about the noise because what quiets that down is going out there and winning football games and there won't be much chit chat afterwards. But yeah, I, I want to know, like, did y'all see the Rodney thing? What were the thoughts? Because yeah. I have thoughts, but I'm curious what y'all think about him. Yeah. And you guys know, I worked at LSU and athletics for two years. So I kind of seen both sides of it. And that reaction, I do love that he's sticking up for our team, right. And his players, but also you go to death Valley on a Saturday night and they're going to eat that up. Right. That's what I was like, going to say, it's like our conversation last time and being a little scared about death Valley. Like I remember talking about the horns down a long time ago and they were started when they started doing those penalty calls. Yes. And like people were like, and you all want to go to the SEC? Like they're going to take those penalty calls all day long and still do the horns down. Yeah. I think the more that we hate it and the more like Vortex is do not put our horns down, the more fuel to the fire of the other fans in the SEC are going to have. And it is, it is accurate, right? Like the game environment when you go to SEC is unlike anything else. I feel like, right. There are some places other in other conferences that have great game day experiences, but steady, like throughout the SEC, it's wild and it's loud and they're going to taunt you and yell at you. So you just kind of have to be prepared for that because it's coming. Right. They're like, we can't wait for Texas to be in the SEC. Right. Like I get comments from my friends back in LSU all the time. Like, just you wait, just y'all wait to come to Death Valley. Just you wait. <laughs> and everyone puts the horns down anyway. Yeah. So they're just excited that they're going to actually be playing us to do it. Right. Um, Devin, I know how you feel. Like you think it like fuels and whatever. I'm like, I'm the person that's like, don't do that. Like, don't put that in my face. Like it's disrespectful. The horns only go in one direction. Um, but I would agree that like us whining about it is more fuel. Like they're just going to continue to do it. It's like children. So I also think it's so funny because like so many schools don't have a hand sign. Yes. So they just do ours. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you were saying, Angie. And I do want to touch on um, 
Rodney really quick because they did the team and Rodney. They went ahead and responded, got a win against Baylor after that situation. So congrats to them. But people online were mentioning something really important related to that situation with the football program, which is obviously we have all gas, but Coach Sark sort of introduced embrace the hate. And it's perfect because next year, everything that y'all are mentioning, it's going to be the whole conference coming for us. And so we're like, great. We want to be the villain in the story. And I think Rodney can start to utilize that in his program and build his guys around that versus having a a situation where he was upset uh, regarding the horns down. I mean, for me personally with horns down, I think it's funny when people do it. And I think it's funny when people are mad about it. Like, I just think it's one of those Texan things, Angie, like you will not say this about my school. And at the end of the day, you, Angie, were asking, you were like, well, how is the student section? What are they going to do? How do we rile up the opponent? And our culture and our school is all about like supporting ourselves, which is why we put our horns up and we want the other schools to do their hand sign, but like they don't even have one. So yeah, I do also though, like want our fans to get a little gritty. Right. Like get a little swag, I guess, maybe. Right. Because we are Texas and we hold ourselves at this standard. But we're also going to have to be able to travel and take the hate and all of like the. I think it's quite confidence, though. Like we do. Yeah. travel. Like we came up in Bama and we were super loud in that stadium. Like we yeah. went up in there at Bryant Denny and we were like, what's up? Like we're here. So. I think it's just our way. Like we don't have the time or energy to be spending on talking you down. We're going to come in here. We're going to dress well doing it. And we're going to win the game. We're always going to dress. Yeah. <laughs> always. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think honestly that culture of embrace the hate really, um, we saw it this year with like so many times of people talking really poorly about us. And it just like, I mean, I've said before it like fueled us. So I, I would like, agree that our fans, myself included, stop taking the horns down so so personally and like, don't get in fights. Like, let's not do that. (laughs) Let's just, you know, when they say roll tide or whatever, you just make a what? Roll over. Yeah. A quirky comment back. Roll over. (laughs) What what, what, what can we say for go tigers? Get horned. I don't know. that sounds like crazy I don't know about that but we'll have to work on it we're gonna have to work on that one well to be determined maybe not comment comment below if you have suggestions (laughs) not comment below I'm dead tell us yeah let's let's embrace some uh comments that we're gonna have for our opponents this year we got to talk about this too the internet is always undefeated like undefeated so let's open up the floodgates we look forward to your comments and likes um stay tuned for the next episode that we do also if you have suggestions on what you want to hear us talk about we'd love to hear that from y'all also signing out